What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the CWC? And I'm going to surprise you with a third episode this week as we had uh, No Mercy just ended as I started recording this. So let's clean up some housekeeping. I know I said on the prediction show that I was going to live stream and, and, and all of that stuff. So let me clear this up. I test ran the live stream on Friday Night Smackdown. And what I realized was when there's no conversation, there's a lot of dead air space. You know, while I'm watching the match, I'm not the type of person that's going to narrate every match. It's just not what I want to do. And so when there's not a lot of conversation going along with the live stream, it, it does sort of, uh, it, it doesn't flow the way that would be entertaining for someone to watch. Right. And so, for that reason, I'm 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 gonna cut out the live streams for the time being. Once we grow this to be a bigger audience, um, once we get a bigger audience who will watch the live streams and and, and interact with it, then we that's definitely something I want to move into doing because I, I I do think those are fun to do, but they're only fun if there's people there to uh, um, to interact with, um, and so. We're, we're just going to run these like, I know, like I've been doing uh, with preview shows and, and re- review shows. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive on in to NXT No Mercy. Just before we dive in match by match, let's just give a general overview of the, pod, uh, of the show. Let's give a general overview of the show itself. Uh, oh, boy. This may be the best premier live event WWE has put on all year. Um, I don't want to make a definite statement of this is, but I'm going to say it may be just like, we're going to talk about match of the year here in a minute. I don't think we can crown something as match of the year when there's still three more months left. There are really two more full, you know, we really have till through December 9th of deadline. Cause I, and personally in my criteria, Match of the year has to be on a pay-per-view or premiere live event unless there's just a real, really good banger of a match that happens on television. But a lot of times TV matches have commercials in between them. That's sort of right. So I just, you can't put on, to me, you can't put on a match of the year on a TV show or, and if you do, that means your, your premiere live events, your pay-per-views aren't good, right? Your best matches should be on the show's, that are essentially commercial-free, um, and you don't, you know, cutting in and out of the match itself on TV ruins the flow for me, right? So, so when I look at match of the year, the only matches I consider are premier live events or premium live events and pay-per-views, um, and and so we're going to talk about match of the year, and there's going to be some people who, who, are going to crown one of the matches tonight. 
right now is match of the year. I understand the argument, and we'll talk about it, but I just don't think with two more months left of wrestling um, that we can crown anything an award yet. Um, that's why I don't know if I've explained how I'm going to do my awards. I always do end-of-the-year awards um, or have been since I've done this podcast, did it last year. And we'll continue to do it. Uh, they will be done. I think the 27th is the last Wednesday of this year. So that is when my awards will be handed out. I will literally wait as long as possible to hand out, you know, these, these things. I'll announce the categories as we get closer to, to those dates. Um, but, but, I, and um, I just, I feel Right now, we just can't lock in on a match yet because there could be something next week. There could be something, you know, at Crown Jewel that that's that outperforms. I I also think a lot of times in the moment we think something is match of the year. Now I did go on Twitter and, and say this match probably will be match of the year. I, I claimed it as match of the year, and I'll die on this hill, right? And that was in the moment, but I, I want to give sort of the respect to the rest of the matches. I've been keeping a tally all year of matches that I would consider match of the year. And we're going to go through that at the awards that I do on the 27th of December. But let's dive into No Mercy. We'll start with the pre-show match. Kalani Jordan versus um, Blair Davenport. Um, I'll say this. Kalani Jordan, fantastic. She did a really, really, really good job. In this match, um, Davenport won, which should have been expected. Uh, and this, but what Jordan did was make a name for herself as she leads, as she goes into the um, what's it called, the, the women's breakout tournament that they're going to do, and they've announced the competitors. So, we'll we're, we're going to talk, um, uh, we'll talk about them here at the end of, of this review. Uh, I thought this was a very good match. Now, if you didn't watch the pre-show, you probably didn't see this. It, it was a pre-show match, right? And it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was something to, 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 it, it did what it accomplished. Gigi Dolan and Davenport continue their feud. And Kalani Jordan was able to get herself over with her impressive, uh, ring ability. Uh, So, again, nice match. I'm, I'm not going to rate anything yet because I, I don't think it's fair to rate these matches and not rank anything else. Um, so, But starting next year, starting in January of 2024, which I believe the, what the first PLE will be Royal Rumble, um, unless NXT does something. But all PLEs, I will have a ranking system for, and that is basically how I will determine pay-per-view of the year, right? That, that makes the most amount of sense. Um, well, let's go on to sort of like the main show, main card. We start with Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin, um, which was surprisingly super one-sided, right? Uh, Braun Breaker controlled this match, showed basically how much of a badass he is and then at the end of it, Baron Corbin was still able to pick up the win. So 
when I do these reviews, I don't try to break down move by move. And this could have been, no, I'm not doing that. I try to look at it from a storyline perspective. Because if you remember my prediction, I said, oh, well, Corbin's here to get over Breaker as a, as a heel. I think he did that. Um, I did not expect Corbin to win this match. Um, but what this did was Breaker was able to get over in this heel character, but you still continued the story between Von Wagner and Braun Breaker. Right? And so because you have the inter uh, interaction with Mr. Stone, right, the distraction from him, the focus is still on Von Wagner, right? So this, these three, I think ultimately where this goes is a triple threat match where Von Wagner, I think, picks up the win. Because I think the ultimate goal of this is to get Von Wagner over. Breaker's over, right? When he gets to the main roster, when he gets to the main roster, wherever he's going, he's over, right? People like him. He's He's got that talent, right? But you... You're, you're getting over Von Wagner in this feud, right? I think that's what they're doing. And so this was, from a storyline perspective, I thought they did a pretty decent job with the start of this match. It was it was raw. It was aggressive. Um, and, um, yeah, it was what I was expecting out of this match. I actually didn't expect this match to start the show because a lot of times your show starter is your fast pace. I actually thought Noam Dar versus Butch would have been the, the show starter because that was that would have to me that would have been the more fast paced match in in my opinion. All right, so we move on to the North American Championship match: Dominic Mysterio versus Trick Williams with. Uh, special referee Dragon Lee. And when I did my prediction, I told y'all, I felt that the bigger story here was Dom versus Dragon Lee. And that for that reason alone, Trick Williams was going to win the, win the title. Trick Williams did end up winning the title. I think it was the best decision. I think he may be the, the most over on the roster right now. He has a he has um, at least for NXT he has a large fan section whoop that trick chance every time his music plays and then you can focus on Dom and Dragon Lee rather it's if it's on NXT or if it's on the main roster which I believe it's where it's gonna go because Dragon Lee has been on the main roster here a lot recently. I do wish, though, can we keep them in NXT for another month? Please. Because Halloween Havoc, they announced, was going to be the 24th and the 31st. It's going to be a two-week event in October. I just want to see Dragon Lee and Dominic Mysterio um, at Halloween Havoc and sort of a play on Eddie versus Ray. Um, what was it, 1997? That's my favorite match of all time. Uh, and so I think it, I, I would just like to see that feel, because dragon is sort of the representation of Ray Mysterio Dom, the representation of Eddie. I think that that would be a fun little, uh, nostalgia moment that you can add into Halloween havoc. 
but a lot of this feud will probably be on the main roster. Uh, however, with Trick Will Williams winning, it was fairly obvious what the championship match for um, the world, the NXT championship. You know, if things go the way we think they were, they would, right? And we'll get to that result here in a minute. Um, I really liked this match. But here was, here's a question I had while watching it. It was a question that I, I had. And that is, at points during this match, there was a We Want Mommy chant. Is Dominic Mysterio sort of like stuck in this uh, idea or, or this, this, he's stuck in this sort of, part of this story where if he went out by himself, I don't think he would be as over as if he had Rhea Ripley with him. And I feel that that's going to sort of put him in a box because eventually this group's going to separate, right? I don't see this lasting very long, maybe another year at most. So when Dom is by himself and he doesn't have Rhea Ripley around him, like what is he going to get the reaction? Cause he's very good in the ring. Like I think a lot of people shit on his in-ring ability, but he's very good in the ring. He's getting better on the mic. And as a heel, he just plays it well, but is he sort of like wrapped around the, the finger of Rhea to where like he needs Rhea to get the reaction. I, I, I that's just a question that I sort of, uh, Wondered during this match. Very again, two very good matches. They, they were they were your average match. Like this is what you would expect out of this match. Um, came out of it, right? It didn't carry anything, but it told the story. It moved it along. So when you're looking at matches itself, right? If you're gonna rate the show based on the matches themselves, okay, these may be like C minuses, right? But to me, they told story. They're gonna trans. They're gonna continue like continue story, and so to me, that's how I look at it. Do you? It's not a letter grade. It's more of do you continue the story, yes or no? And if you do, then I'm happy with the match. And if you don't, then I have questions. Right. So I was happy with that match. The next match, the NXT Tag Team Championship. Um, what a match this was. Um. Uh, just some notes that I that I mentally took of this. Uh, Bronco Nima and Luchin Prince Price. I don't actually know his 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 name. Out the mud uh, were um, for, they were really good, but they were protected. They were put in positions to where they looked good. Right, and that's why I think their first PLE match was the Fatal Four Way. They didn't have to carry a match. They didn't have to run the full twenty. Or I don't even know how long it was, but they didn't have to go 10, 15 minutes by themselves. And they were super protected. Um, in in terms of you know we're gonna make you look good, and as long as you hit your spots, do your thing, you'll be fine. Uh. The Creeds did what the Creeds always do. Julius Creed is a beast with some of the stuff he does in the ring. Um, I I don't know what the feeling was that I had that uh, Humberto Carrillo and 
Angel Garza was going to win. I had that feeling in my stomach. That was my prediction. It didn't come true. Uh, I, I wish they actually had more opportunity in this match because I felt that they 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 had a lot more to show to get themselves over in, in this division. I feel like they focused a lot on Stacks, Tony D, and the Creeds like they always do, and I wish that they – Garza and Carrillo have the most experience in wrestling than any of these superstars. And I wish that they were able to showcase that ability. Um, the, the Don, I don't know if it was a worked injury or if he's legit hurt with the knee. If it's a work, he did it. He, he played it off fine. Hopefully it's a work. It's not serious. But the family gets the win. They pin OTM. I think they pinned OTM. I actually don't remember. I think the, I don't remember the, the ending of it. Uh, but they did retain very, very good. Uh, an OTM's presentation of this GTA style presentation uh, is fantastic. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, it, it did what it did. There was another video package for Brian Pillman. I can guarantee you it's Brian Pillman Jr. now because at the very end, the reflection of him is shown in the little smoked out screen. If you look close enough, it is him. Um, so it is going to be Pillman. He is going to be making his way to NXT. I think it's where he belongs. Um, um, just to get his name around. Plus I think, you know, I think he'd fit better. He'd fit better down in NXT. I'm be completely honest with you. We move on to the next match, the heritage cut match. This was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Now I didn't get the result that I wanted. I wanted Butch to win. Noam Dar did win. He did win in the uh, six full six rounds uh, to get the pin after Gallus got involved and attacked Butch. This, again, this sets up a storyline, right? This sets up Butch and Tyler Bate versus Gallus next Tuesday, which then will... Uh, I asked this question in the Discord. Would this transpire there's rumors of gallus moving to the main roster could this transpire to the main roster with a brawling brute versus gallus feud and i think that that would be interesting but the that, the storyline was definitely told i thought this was a really really good good match um and i think this may have been the best heritage cup match to date um, as, as it, I think it, it went, a lot of them were just, just, you know, quick pins and, and around, I don't think to my knowledge, any of them had gone six rounds. A lot of them ended in like four or five. It was always like someone got a pin in round one, maybe no decision in round two, a pin, the other person got a pin in round three, and then the winner won in round four. That's how most of them went or some variation of that. Um, and so to go the full six rounds, and to watch Noam Dar sort of play with the bell, the bell rings, rounds over, he hits the elbow, right? And so, like, this was a very, very, very good match. Um, it made Butch look good. Um, and 
I think it made a uh, made Noam Dar look good and and, and strong. Um, and then overall, again, very good match to lead into. So 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 as you see, is the momentum sort of growing, right? You you start with two pretty decent. If you were to grade them, probably like C C plus matches. Then you go into the next the tag match in the Heritage Cup match um, as you know probably B minus B maybe B plus matches, and then you get into these last two matches of the card: Ilya Dragunov versus. Carmelo Hayes. Uh, this is the match I think everyone's going to say is match of the year. And I think we might have a little bit of recency bias since it was in the moment. But this was so much better, in my opinion, than their first match. Um, I wasn't a big fan of their first match. Um, I'm reading this review from Bleacher Report, and they're writing that this was one of the best matches NXT has ever produced. Um, and they then said it was NXT's match of the year. Um, I could see it being NXT's match of the year, absolutely. But I'm looking at match of the year as all of wrestling. And I think this has to be a a candidate. But I, I don't, again, I think it's too early to, to lock, it in, lock it in gold and bolt it down as this was match of the year. Um, this this was what you want in, in this feud. This was what you wanted in this feud. It showed resiliency on the behalf of Carmelo and, and everyone else. It showed the physicality in Dragunov being able to go to, as far as he needs to go to win. Um, both people here, right? Th this was such a good match that no matter who won, both looked like superstars. Right, and that's what you want out of out of your matches, right? You you don't want to have someone look bad in a match. Like both of these came out better looking. Like I believe both of these people are big money superstars in the future because of this match, right? No matter the result, right? Dragonoff probably you could say needed the win more, um, because I mean. He's established himself as like a main event player. And if he was going to stay in NXT, he needed the gold. There was nothing else for him to do down there. Um, and so for, I, I got to say this. I've sort of been saying all year that Gunther has been the best wrestler of the year. Um, I'm now questioning if I want to make him my wrestler of the year. Right, Dragunov has sort of secretly shown up and proven himself week after week after week, PLE after PLE, and he may be my new favorite. Like when I say favorite, like I have guys that I, I cheer for Dragon. I happily cheer for Dragunov. He's he's unique. Um, he's aggressive. He's um. This is probably going to get me in trouble. He's what John Moxley wishes he was, right? Because he doesn't, Dragunov doesn't have to take his level of extreme to a level of stupidity. Like Moxley, in order to get over, Moxley has to stick barbecue skewers through his head. Dragunov doesn't. 
Dragunov just has to – he's extreme in his own way. He's aggressive in his own way that I that I appreciate and that I enjoy. Um, and, yeah, I just so, – oh, this match, by far the best thing NXT has put out. And there's a question out of all of wrestling, is this the best match of the year? There's a There is a question – to, there's a case for it. I know a lot of people are going to say lock it in gold, seal it. We're going to put it in the vault. That's match of the year. I'm not willing to do that. There were so many good moments in here. Uh, and it's definitely a candidate. And it's a strong candidate. It's definitely up at the top. Like I was looking at my list. Um, I was looking at my list of potential match of the years. And when I'm looking through here, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, that one's now four, number 14 on my list. Um, so I have 14 matches, and there may be a 15th. I'm still contemplating the main event of this show if I want to put it on this list. We'll talk about that in a minute. But as of now, there's 14 matches on this list, including Carmelo Hayes and Dragunov tonight, that we saw tonight. Um, of those 14 matches, two of them include Elia Dragunov and two of them include Carmelo Hayes. Um, I think, let me double check before I say this. I mean, you're in some good company because I don't put a lot of people on here twice. There's not a lot of people who have two matches on this list, at least on my list. Roman Reigns has two anymore. Yeah, Reigns has two matches. Carmelo Hayes has two matches. Uh, Damian Priest has two matches. Sami Zayn's in two matches. And then Dragunov is in two matches. Right, but you're not going to get anything like... yeah, Right, and Drag... I don't know. I just... Dragunov may be the best wrestler in the world right now. Like I'm, I'm honest. I honestly mean that Ilya Dragunov may just be the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, I would say Gunther and Dragunov are, to, are my top two, without a doubt. Um, yeah, what a match that was. And then we get to this Extreme Rules match, main event: Becky Lynch, Tiffany Stratton. So much better than I thought it was going to be. Right, you have now. Now, here's the thing: you put them in an impossible situation to live up to, right? You come out of probably the greatest match of the year for NXT, right? And you you come out of that, and these two come in, and they they have to follow what might be the match of the year, right? They have to follow this, and in doing so, they put themselves. As a potential candidate. Uh, it's not on my list yet. I'm still contemplating if I want to make it on the list. Um, it was very good. V so much better than I expected. If you remember my uh, preview prediction show, I worried about if Tiffany Stratton was able to handle this type of match. Like we knew Becky Lynch was. Now listen to Becky Lynch. In the month of September... Falls Count Anywhere match, I think that was with uh, Zoe Stark. We had the cage match against Trish, which was, I'm going to be honest with you, is on my match of the year uh, list. 
the match against Trish. Um, now it's probably not going to be match of the year, but it's on the list as a potential candidate. And then now you just have the, like she's been in three gimmick matches in this month alone. Becky Lynch, I put this in the Discord. This this run, the, this last month, but especially this NXT run has made me so much more interested in Becky Lynch. I'm sold on Becky Lynch again. Like, I'm even to the point of Becky Lynch may be the best wrestler to ever be, like, women's wrestler ever for WWE. Like, better than Charlotte. Like, Charlotte's going to have all the awards. But in terms of consistency and um, in-ring ability and just week-to-week doing – 100% to give to the fans. Becky Lynch has to be up there in the conversation for best women wrestler of all time. Right? Charlotte's going to have all the awards and all the accolades and that's fine. But Becky Lynch, man, she's up there. She's up there for sure. Um she gets a little boring her gimmick. She get a little boring, but what she's doing now on NXT, you know, in Becky when she can sort of lean into to that like i'm the man right instead of i don't know playing this like when she came back from preg- uh, having birth and and maternity leave like when she came back she just i don't know she didn't hit, hit hit right with me if she can play this like um i'm hungry i'm hungrier than you and i'm gonna go out and give 110 percent of myself in every match because I'm the man, I'm the standard of the women's division. She's the she's the best thing in the women's division. Like she's she's top top five active women's wrestler right now, and got to be in the top three women's wrestlers of all time. Name name three more wrestlers. Like she's she's definitely top three. Her and Charlotte are two of the top three, and I, I the the third one. I'd probably would put as Trish Stratus just because what she meant for the, the women's division during the time of the divas. Um, but name, name another name, three people better than Becky Lynch all time. You, you can't, you, you cannot, you cannot tell me three more people better than Becky Lynch um, of all time. And she's definitely, top five active uh um currently and she may be the top active women's wrestler at the moment uh this match delivered right it, it, it was going to be hard to follow the match that came before it but th- th- they put on and, and vic joseph said at the end of the show right as they ended the show i've never seen two matches you know end in a standing ovation back-to-back, right? It's hard to do that. It's hard to have two matches back-to-back get a standing ovation. Um, And they did their thing there. This thing was, this was so good. Tiffany Stratton looked like a fucking superstar. Um, Becky Lynch looked, the only thing that sort of, I laughed at was the barbed wire bat because that was some of the fakest barbed wire. I was so I'm so used to like AEW barbed wire because they use the real shit that when you get hit with it, it cuts you and you bleed. And Tiffany didn't bleed after there, there was a mark there. Um, the Barbies were funny. Uh, Becky, uh, 
it hit Tiffy on the ass with the Barbie and it, it left like an actual like fucking bruise. Like she hit the fuck out of her with it. Uh, which was funny to me. Um, yeah, but what a match this was. The, 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 the last two matches were fantastic. Some people are going to say it carried. I don't think it carried the card. I'm going to say this. This is probably could potentially be PLE of the year. Potentially, right? There's no way fast lane lives up to this. There's no way, and I say that, and it's going to live up to it, right? And then you have we we have Halloween Havoc, which isn't really a PLE; those are TV specials. But so we then have after so we have Fastlane, we have Crown Jewel, we have Survivor Series, and we have Deadline. That's all we got left for WWE on the year. Are any of those four shows going to live up to what we saw tonight? I don't think I don't think they do. I just don't. This may be the best premier premium live event we saw all year long. Um, I think. Um, I think we got to give this a really, really, really good. You know, again, I'm not going to rank it, but like I said, probably best PLE of the year. Um, I think the only thing that could come out above it is WrestleMania Night One. But I, when I grade WrestleMania, I don't say, oh, night one and then night two. They're, they're the same event. So when I think WrestleMania, I think of the full card mixed together. Like I, they're not two separate events. They're one of, they're, it's one event that I, that I grade. And so because night two sort of lacked, night one, like lacked some stuff and, and it was really, I don't know, it, it wasn't the best, right? So that brought WrestleMania's grade down. So I think, the, I think this may be PLE of the year to me. So we're going to end this with the women's breakout tournament. We're going to break down these names. Some of them you don't know. Uh, and I don't. There's two that I don't know. And then some of them, we are, well, there's three that I've never seen. And then some that are known, been on TV recently. And we have one return that I'm super excited about. So we'll go in the order they were announced. So we got Jakara Jackson, Miss Jackson. She... Is going to be pretty good in this tournament, I believe. So you got Miss Jackson. You got Carmen Petrovic. Um, I've never seen her before. Don't know if she's good or not. I'm sure she's probably been on uh, Level Up. I just don't watch it. Uh, it's on Peacock after SmackDown, and I just honestly I forget about it every every uh, every week. I forget about it. But I might end up start tuning into that. To be honest with you. Um, then we have Lola Vice. We've seen her. She rolls with Electra Lopez. We have Jada Parker. This was the name that was just trademarked. I've never seen her wrestle. I know she was at some live events. If she's getting her name trademarked and then like two weeks later being put on TV, she's they're pushing her, right? Jada Parker may be a name to look out for. Um, I don't. And then we have Issy is Issy Dame or Issy Dame. I think it was pronounced Dame. Oh, uh, I, I don't know who she is. Uh, you have Danny Palmer. You have Kalani Jordan. And then our return that I'm super excited for, Ariana Grace. And if you don't know who she is, she was uh, she's um, Santina Morella's daughter. She was, she was catching her stride, and then she ended up with a knee injury. Um, sometime at the beginning of this year, early, late last year, early this year, late last year. I don't remember when she got hurt, but if we look at these names, 
there's only two that I can see winning this, and that's Lola Vice and Kalani Jordan. Now, there's always going to be that surprise name. I think that's going to be Jada Parker. Um, I wish they brought out an actual bracket so I could break it down. But my uh, my assumption right now is it's going to be Lola Vice versus Kalani Jordan in the finals um, of the tournament. That that's my assumption. Now the only way Lola Vice, I think she's going to actually be the winner. But the only way she doesn't win is if Raquel Rod, uh, Raquel Raquel, my bad, uh, Roxanne. If Roxanne gets involved with the story that they've been telling, that's going to call that could potentially cost Lola. Or if the matchups just don't work, that's why I want to bracket because matchups are important to pick a winner. But I, I'm saying offhand, Lola Vice or Kalani Jordan are going to be the winners. Um, of this of this breakout, one of one of those two will win the tournament. Um, Issy Dame Petrovic will probably be first round exits. Uh, one of them probably to Jada Parker. Miss Jackson's probably gonna. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sitting here trying to think, like what the bracket could be. Lola Vice is probably gonna get Petrovic or Dame as her opponent and um, and just destroy them basically. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's where I feel about that tournament. I think it's, it's always the breakout tournament's always a good moment. So uh, I think, uh, I think that's going to be fun for the next, what it's, it's eight people. So that's, it starts Tuesday. So we'll probably, before matches in, in in the that'll probably take us to deadline. The finals will probably be the week before deadline in December. I don't think it'll last that long, will it? Because it'll probably be two matches Tuesday, two matches the week after. That's round one. Round two is just two matches, so we'll probably and we'll probably be done by the end of this month. Probably at Halloween Havoc. Probably at Halloween Havoc. We'll finish at the end of the next month. Um, yeah, that's probably where I see it happening. And if I remember correctly, the winner gets an opportunity at the women's championship. I could be wrong, um, but that's how I assume it's going to ha- play out. Uh, but yeah, that's no mercy. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, like, share, subscribe. If you're listening to this on podcast networks, uh, subscribe or follow. Uh, hit any notification bell to get notifications. And uh, last thing is go to, if you go to uh, slappingmeatwrestling.com, um, that is where the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast merch is located. Um, again, that's slappingmeatwrestling.com, slappingmeatwrestling.com. Use code WE2DEEP for 10% off the order. Uh, please leave us a review on these podcast networks. Send your comments if you're watching on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, uh, and then click the link to join the Discord. I think I, I, think I covered all the bases there. Uh, thank you all for listening and watching again, and I will see you guys on Wednesday. Brother, I'm going. Run a wild, I'll call it. If I like get some more.